Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hey, get rhythm when you get the blues. Hey, get rhythm when you get the blues. Yes, a jumpy rhythm makes you feel so fine. It'll shake all your trouble from your worried mind. Get rhythm when you get the blues. Hello, and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This is the second attempt, as I attempted to record in the same room as Neville and, uh, Trying to deliver a podcast with a puppy chewing on your face is just not a thing that I find possible. So so this one is called Find Your Rhythm. So uh, this is the fourth one of Steer Your Ship. The first one being Stop the Overwhelm and then Choose the Important and then Shape Your Business Life, which was an Eyes Closed edition. This is Find Your Rhythm. You do not have to have listened to the other three for this to make sense. Um, These are very much like uh, points on a compass or like parts of a spiral. They go around and around and around. So you can do them in any order and you will still find that um, they count and they matter and they're in play in your life pretty much all the time. Because my goal when I make a curriculum is to make it basically universal and useful even as you grow as a human. So these are universals that do not change regardless of how much you grow, how much money you make. Uh, or where you are in your life, they're still going to be true. That's always the goal for uh, for big curricula for me. Okay, so Find Your Rhythm is about taking charge of your calendar. And by this time uh, in steership, we've voted bunches of stuff off the calendar. So this is not about vote a bunch of stuff off the calendar. This is about acknowledging who you are, the ways that you work, the ways you would like to work, the ways you work best, the times that are hardest for you, the times that are busiest for you, and then making room for everything to just be what it is. And if you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Let's get really specific. So first, ebb and flow seasons. If you picture a year's long calendar in front of you, when do you naturally ebb and flow as a human? And all I can tell you is that I have a favorite season. It's summer. I have a least favorite season. It's winter. That is directly tied to how much energy I have in those seasons. I tend to start to build energy in the spring, peak energy in the summer, less energy in the fall, 
no energy in the winter. And every March, I forget and remember again that March is the very worst because January and February, I'm like, we're okay. We're okay. We're not okay. March is like, we're definitely not okay. And life is just shit until the daffodils start to bloom, which is usually April. I tend to get a jolt during back to school. Like, oh, the whole world is focused again. They're paying attention. All right, let's do some stuff. Um, you might be the opposite. You might not have a favorite season or you might be like, just not winter. Everything else is fine, but you can plan for that. So I'm not doing big giant launches and big giant energetic things in the winter. I'm just staying alive. And then I do my bigger work in the other months because it is incredibly difficult for me to even get to the basics in winter. And then further, you have business seasons. So um, if you live in the Western world, the entire calendar starts to skew toward Christmas right around now. And that's ridiculous, but it's true. You can't move Christmas no matter how much you want to sometimes. And I would say that like, also Kwanzaa, also we all know that Kwanzaa is not a sales bonanza. It's Christmas. And it's from Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving in the States. It's from Black Friday to Christmas that the whole world goes apeshit and buys everything. And so if you're like, well, I'm going to sell out all my stuff in September, cool, but you could probably also be selling your stuff in Christmas. And it's just acknowledging that like the ways that people pay attention to things are we pay attention to back to school and then to Halloween and then to Thanksgiving and then to Christmas. So trying to sell Valentine's Day stuff in August, not helpful. Trying to sell Christmas stuff in January, not helpful. Things happen when they happen. I know that seems really obvious, but it's also that if you ride that wave, it's so much easier. So when do you sell the most work? When do you receive the most inquiries? When do you otherwise experience interest in your business? That's important to note, and that's usually going to be on a cycle that repeats. Likewise, when are you basically dead in business? Because it might be wise to not fight it. In the States, very few businesses have their best month in January, with the exception of health, wellness, and gyms, right? Everyone else is crushing it in December and broke in January. We're buying like groceries and we're subscribing. We're keeping, you know, our bills paid, but we're not going out there making giant purchases in January. So it might be best to, in January, let that be, oh my gosh, number three, a season of rest. So when do you make room to rest? And if you're like, I don't rest, rest is a foreign concept. I hate you, Kristen, for mentioning rest. I'm not talking about life-work balance. I'm not talking about you have to take off seven weeks at a time. I'm just asking, when do you make room to rest? Because just like nature is not out there hitting it hard all the time. There's a big, long season of nothing and sleep and rest. You are also a mammal who has to rest every single day when you sleep. And then there are bigger seasons of rest. So when do you make room to rest? And if you're like, this is an elitist concept, Kristen. Again, I'm not saying that you have to go to a tropical destination. I'm saying, when do you rest? Rest is a free concept. Rest is I put these five days on the calendar that I'm not going to do anything for my business and I'm going to throw my phone away. And in those five days, I will repair and recover from whatever has just happened in the last six months. Because I would argue that you can't care equally about your business every single solitary day of the year or even every season. But there are going to be times when you're all in and then there'll be times when you're like, I need a minute or 17. 
And so planning for that, like January is torture. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to take five days off in January because nothing's going on anyway. And I'll just spend a bunch of time scrolling. For me, that's March. Nothing is happening in March. I don't care if you're, uh, okay, well, I would, I would find a way to make the Dalai Lama work if he contacted me, but very few things are going to happen in March. And that's by design because I need that time and space. And then further, so you've got rest on your calendar. You've got, okay, this is my busy season. This is my ebb season. I'm going to chill out here. And then there's looking in your business toward the steady and the experimental. Now, this is something that I've made up as far as I know. So you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Let me explain. Steady stuff is the work that you do day in and day out, that you know what it does, you know how it works, you know how much money it brings in, and you know how to make it move or sell, right? So you want to move 10 of those and 14 of those and 17 of those. You know that that makes the rent, that gets you enough money, you're good. And then there's the experimental stuff that you're like, this is new and I have no idea how it's going to do. So it might do incredibly well or it might make you 42 cents. And what is the balance of steady to experimental in your business? Because if you go all the way towards steady, which lots of people do, you are probably going to be antsy to dream up new stuff because steady is fantastic and also a little bit boring if it's 100% steady, just just day in, day out, same thing every day. On the opposite end of the spectrum, the pendulum can swing toward doing experiment after experiment after experiment after experiment. And you might just want to know what's going to be in your paycheck for the next three months without throwing all the elements of your livelihood into play right? So all the way in steady, bored, all the way in experimental. That's a lot of emotional turmoil that you've got going on. It's exciting. It's also scary. It's also maybe a little bit too far. So playing with the balance of steady and experimental in your business for the next few months. And again, you can do that in a marketing calendar. There's resources um, for that on the website. But just noticing this is a steady phase, this is an experimental phase, or steady is when you're on, and then when you rest, you can play and experiment. Those are other options to play with. But again, it's a matter of noticing that your calendar, oh my God, why are you having an existential crisis about your business? It might be too experimental or it might be too steady. I tend to have lots of experimental and I just need a bit more steady right at this moment in my business. Because I've done experimental for a bunch of years and I just need a minute. Okay? So then, based on those things, when are your ebb and flow seasons? When is your business heaviest? When is your business lightest? When are your seasons of rest? What is steady? What is experimental? And those don't have to be written down. Those are playing with concepts. You can write them down if you want. Then we begin to look at, we actively put things onto our calendar and we anticipate what's coming. So if the busy season is coming, we clear the calendar. If the um, dead season is coming, we add things to the calendar, right? Super, super simple. Based on those seasons of ebb and flow, the busyness, the rest, we turn to looking at, okay, this is actually what's going to happen for the next few months. Um, if you want to do a marketing calendar in real time, that's episode 88 called How to Plan Your Next Six Month six months. <laughs> it's more than one month, in fact. 
This is about a personal calendar that takes time off for rest, that allows steadiness or experimentation to take the stage because they have very different feelings around them, and that actively accounts for your energetic ebbing and flowing. In my case, that means using times of peak energy, like right now, to plan for the lower months. I call it a depression calendar. It's reasons to get out of the house when the sun sets at 4.30 p.m., and I would rather be in bed than anywhere at all. My goal during the winter months is not to be in bed before 7 p.m. That is a goal. That is not something that I do. That's not like every single day I do it. That's a goal. Okay, so it's pretty bad. Um, I've covered this in depth in episode 78, which is called Depression, a Working Theory. But here's the gist. And it's been a few years of playing with this methodology. So 78, we're on episode 260-something now. It's been a couple of years. So I want to talk more about what it looks like to make a calendar that gives you what you need. Because finding a rhythm is all about making yourself do what you know you need. What you need and what you want are often two different things. Let me reposition myself on my pad. Hold on for a second. Okay, so... Yeah, you hear those bed springs? Pretty sweet. Okay, so you find reasons to leave the house if you are naturally a hermit. Okay, this is me talking to me, right? No judgments for you. It's just me, really. You find reasons to get dressed up if you're always in sweatpants or if you never shower. You find reasons to stay in if you're always out and about. Like if you are Miss Susie overscheduled, then you find reasons to chill out and you take things off of the calendar. So it works both ways, both adding to the calendar, because I naturally hermit, and taking off of the calendar if you naturally have that Tony Robbins level ability of like achieve, produce, every minute is scheduled until the end of time. So finding a rhythm is about planning for the time you need. The time you need is not the time that you necessarily want in moments of exhaustion because that's how you end up wasting six hours on a weekend morning scrolling and you can't find anything to do, right? Quote unquote, can't find anything to do. If you're like, yes, but what goes on this calendar? Hang with me. I want you to scour both the internet and local bulletin boards for activities of all kinds. And if you're like, I have no local bulletin boards, here are some places you might look. You might look at your gym at your library, at your local uh, grocery store or co-op food store, at your local coffee shop or Starbucks. Those are all going to be places that have bulletin boards. And on those bulletin boards, you will often find really fascinating things. It's also an exercise in sensing the sparkle, which is an earlier podcast episode. And, uh, and in playing with what has, what has energy around it, what calls to you, what's interesting go and play with those things. And it's much easier to do in person, which is why I recommend a bulletin board to look at. Because you're going to find stuff that you're like, the what now? And if you're like, okay, but I don't know. I don't know what to do with this depression calendar situation. Got it. Here are free places to look for activity inspiration. And these are free activities, not just free places to look. Worded incorrectly. Okay, first, your local library calendar. So I'm pretty close to Philadelphia, and it turns out there's a biography of Mr. Rogers coming out. And Mr. Rogers' biographer is coming to the free library of Philadelphia. And that's a free event. And I don't know how it's a free event, but I'm going to go to it. You can look at ongoing classes at the gym or the pool that are free with membership. You can look at book release dates. And if you want it to be free, you just add a reminder to order from the library when they're released. If, let's say, you were a recovering book-buying fiend like myself, RIP book buying. Um, I, it saves me hundreds of dollars a month, every month to do that. 
You can look at festival calendars, and we're talking arts festival, music festival, folk festival, barbecue festival, peach festival, fall festival, so many festivals, most of them are free to get in. You can look at outdoor exploration. So which parks are nearby that you haven't been to? Which hiking trails have you not hiked? Where are there new lakes or mountains or bridges that you haven't explored? Usually that's free or it's the cost of like you have to have hiking boots and snacks, right? Uh, any marches, walks, or protests that you might want, might want to attend go on the calendar, i.e. the Women's March 2019. Other protests are going to be much shorter notice, but just having any sort of big ones that everyone knows are coming on the calendar means that you can plan appropriately. Any pop-up art or shopping events in your area can go on your calendar. Um, there'll be, you know, like seasonal holiday shopping that's like outside and there are carolers and there's hot chocolate. And it's actually really fun to go even if you don't buy anything just because carolers are my kryptonite. I don't know. I just like being near carolers. <laughs> um, new bookshops or coffee shops to visit. You can actually add that to your calendar. Like I will get out of bed and do things for a new bookshop for sure. Um, and a new coffee shop is just a way to, if you work from a coffee shop to just add a different view to your everyday life instead of the same thing over and over again. You can schedule time to do courses, books, or programs that you've downloaded or signed up for, but haven't yet completed. So you're not actually wasting that money that you bought them with. Uh, and then I need you to remember this equation, any activity plus snacks equals a party. So viewing party, reading party, painting party, rock climbing party, manicure party, knitting party, clothing exchange party. And I mean that like not with clothes you're wearing, but with clothes that you have in your closet and want to exchange because I'm not, I mean, it's great if you want to have a swingers party, that's a different party. Um, also parties can have two people, you and a friend make a party. <laughs> Any place that there's an activity and there's snacks, it's a party. We learned this in elementary school. Uh, paid activities include concert calendars. Obviously, we can go look at concerts. Putting movie release dates on the calendar, like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, number two, is coming out this November. Um, a local university's continuing educa education classes. Local, quote-unquote, learning tree or nonprofit classes for enrichment. These are often going to be ridiculously cheap. Like, I'm taking vinyl yoga dance on Thursdays for six weeks. Um, and vinyl yoga dance is exactly what you think. There are records that she plays and there's yoga. Amazing. Um, holiday activities that require admission. So corn mazes, trick or treating, Harry Potter pub crawls. That's a very specific one that is absolutely a real thing. Uh, local hotel stays. So if it's just like it's winter, oh my God. Um, staying a Tuesday night at a four star hotel in winter is usually 60 to 70% off the usual rate because you know, people are not booking that stuff in the winter. Um, looking at theater calendars, and I mean local movie theater, not live theater, but that can also be a thing. Like my local nonprofit theater plays Home Alone each year in December on the big screen for five bucks, free if you're a member. Beautiful. Totally worth doing. Totally inexpensive. Totally worth it. Seeing a movie on the big screen for me is a delight, and it's just not the same as watching it at home on TV. You can look at museum calendars, so which exhibits are coming to town, what's closing, what's opening, are any artists coming to speak or to open the galleries. You can look at tourist attractions in your town. Um, so when's the last time you showed another human where you live and what, what do you want to take them to see or to do? Because remember, other people come to visit where you live, in theory, or if they don't, 
what would you take someone who's just visiting to do? There are Atlas Obscura landmarks. So some of these are free. Some of these are paid. They're always interesting. Um, these are like uh, in Philly. They are um, like the Mütter Museum, which is medical oddities. Uh, the uh, Laurel Hill Cemetery, which is one of the oldest continuously operating cemeteries in the United States. It's actually pretty beautiful. Um, it's, uh, places that are of interest that are not necessarily on the beaten path or that everybody goes to. So the grounds for sculpture in New Jersey, the heir to the Johnson and Johnson fortune bought 40 acres and makes these enormous weird ass sculptures and then hires arborists to do all sorts of magical things like to recreate the bridge from Monet's paintings and then make water lilies and uh, so that you actually feel like you're walking into a painting when you go to the grounds for sculpture. That's magic. That's the example that I wanted to give. Uh, restaurant week calendars. So when restaurants know they aren't going to be as busy, they all gang together, make restaurant week, and then there are special, usually prefix menus at lower rates for two or three courses. So fantastic date nights. Just plan it in advance. Cat cafe reservations. There are caffeine. There is caffeine. There are cats. You are winning. Um, it's typically, I want to say between seven and $12 per hour. And you go and you play with the cats. You have an absurdly amazing drink and it's lovely and wonderful. It's something to look forward to. Likewise, this equation, animal plus any physical activity equals adorable exercise. So while I was writing this, I saw a postcard for goat yoga, and now I'm going to goat yoga tomorrow. There's also horse yoga, there's cat yoga, in some cases there's dog yoga. I'm sure there's also other activities that end in this, not just yoga, but this is what I found. So looking for what are you doing in January on that you're going to goat yoga? That's amazing. You're going to horse yoga? Fantastic. Um, looking for those sorts of really sort of off the wall fun activities are a legitimate, like your brain will be so much happier with you for taking the time to do that. And then, so you've got like your shiny activities, take it one step further. That means scheduling any hair care, skin care, acupuncture, chiropractic visits, massages, or other bodily maintenance appointments months in advance. So if you have physical therapy, that's all booked out. You know exactly when that happens. You need to see the chiropractor. Uh, the next six months of monthly visits are all on the calendar. The sooner they're locked into the calendar, the more likely you are to attend them and even remember to make the appointment in the first place. Because sometimes we don't make appointments until something gets really bad and there isn't always availability when we would like. It's often like, well, you can come in next week or two weeks from now or and it's not when we actually need it. So timing, when am I going to need this? And then locking it all in is a brilliant move. You can plan to do better. We can plan to do better. The last thing my brain wants to do in January is to come up with this stuff because my brain is locked into existential ennui, rivaling that of French philosophers every winter. But from here, at the peak moment of energy as summer closes, I know that I would love to take that class and I would love to see those paintings and I would love to hear that author speak and I would love to see that movie on release day. So I put them on my calendar and I plan for them. I buy tickets wherever I can just so the money's already quote unquote wasted and I'm more encouraged to go. And otherwise it's just on the calendar and then I invite people to come with me. And finally, you can make space to enrich yourself. 
I'm not talking like hashtag self-care and you're going to schedule a bath for next October. That's not it. I'm talking about putting time on the calendar months and months from now to do the activities you most enjoy, but quote unquote, never have time for. That might be painting, skiing, writing, hiding from your family in a cabin on a lake, grant writing, applying for scholarships, applying to art shows, or actually reading the books that you've purchased and formed into a wobbly bedside tower that threatens to kill you in your sleep. I am not talking about anyone personally. Bear walked around the bed the other day and was like, there is an obscene amount of books around here. That's obscene. And I was like, they're all library books. Yeah, but still, I have a problem. You can give yourself things to look forward to, and those things don't have to be dictated by your business, your kids, your partner, your pets, and or your friends. But you've got to find a rhythm, then build that rhythm into your calendar from a few weeks or months out. You can try doing this planning work starting tomorrow, but it's much harder to move events you've already committed to than to avoid committing to them in the first place. You don't have to spin your wheels in overwhelm. You don't have to describe yourself as busy to everyone who asks. You don't have to drown in tasks that no longer resonate with your business or your being. And you certainly don't have to give yourself over to misery and drudgery in the coming months. Stop the overwhelm. Choose the important. Shape your business life. Find your rhythm. Those are the four tenets of the Stereoship curriculum, and registration closes September 24th, but you should talk to me before then. You can download the brochure or book a call with me to talk about it at kristenkelp.com slash S-Y-S, or go to kristenkelp.com and click on work with me. You will find it. I would love it. I would love to talk to you about this, about uh, working with you for whole life transformation because you don't have to do this stuff alone. It's really not easy. And if you're at the point where you know you need help, that the I'm just going to do this whole thing by myself, it's fine plan is not working, or you're no longer in the place where it's fine, it's less than fine, now is the time to talk to me. You can also just shoot me an email and I'll send you the information, k at kristenkelp.com. No matter what, I would love to hear from you, and I would love to hear about your questions about this. Obviously, I think I've answered questions, and I don't know what they are until you talk to me. Uh, I would love to hear about your rhythms. I would love to hear about your ideas. I would love to hear about obscure forms of animal yoga that I have not yet discovered. Like, is alpaca yoga a thing, and where do I have to go for that? Um, I would love to hear about the parties you create, um, and I would just generally love to talk to you. K at kristenkelp.com and I will see you next week. Said I like it with a big wide grin and kept on popping in a set again. Get a rhythm. When you get the blues, hey, get a rhythm. When you get the blues, get a rock and roll feeling in your bones. Put taps on your toes and get gone, get a rhythm. When you Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, 
while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.